Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to a short and sweet episode of J&J Radio. I'm your host, along with my co-host, my trusty sidekick. I'm Jonathan Harper. That's Jason Gibbons on the other end. We're here to talk all things football. We've just uh, wrapped up week two. We got a lot coming in hot. We got Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Hurts, who's a better quarterback. Is the Denver coach going to last through the season? Because he seems like he might be on the hot seat after two games, which is incredible. Also, Frank Wright, what's he doing in Indianapolis? This is his third quarterback in three years. Dak or Jalen Hurts, who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback that you would choose in that division? And last but not least, the big one. What is going on with the quarterback situation in San Francisco? Because Trey Day, Trey Area, unfortunately for the young man, he's hurt for the season. But Jimmy D, who we talked about multiple times in the show, took over the reins and just made a nice fat bonus. Jay, what you think? Who if you were if you were running the San Francisco 49ers, what would you do about this quarterback situation? The first thing I would do is go play the lottery, right? Because then they have the most they their decision making seemed like completely bogus, right? Like I got a quarterback, he took me to the Super Bowl, and then we had a down year because he was hurt, and when he was gone, we couldn't win a game. He comes back, and we're winning in the last two minutes of the AFC title game, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to replace you with the guy we drafted last year who you beat out during the season for the starting job. And then you don't get rid of him. <laughs> you can't trade him because you want too much because while he's not valued to you, valuable to you apparently, you also don't want to give him up for nothing because you know how valuable he is. Exactly. And so you convince him to sign for less money to sit on your bench for the whole season and then within two games, he's playing, winning a game for you, right? Like, <laughs> buy a lottery ticket because that bogus decision-making worked out in their favor unbelievably well. And you like, can't you make have... this stuff up. It's almost yeah. like a real-life soap opera. It's, it's as the NFL world turns. Yeah. It's you, you absolutely would, insane. You, you, you got to make a movie about this with, like, Dan Marino and <laughs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we got this guy. He's really good, but he hurts his shoulder. And we're going to hold on to him because we don't really want to trade him. And then during training camp, he's going to stay off on the side. And we're not even going to give him a playbook. He's just he doesn't need a there. playbook because he's not <laughs> playing. We're getting rid of him. We just want him over there rehabbing his arm to the side. We don't really want him involved in anything. But at the last minute, we decide we're going to keep him and we're going to give him crumbs. But if he does get in, which we don't think will happen, we'll give him these fat bonuses. Boom. Week two, he's in. You couldn't script this. If this was in a movie, I'd be like, this is not realistic. Get this out of here. So w one of the things that struck me as kind of sad watching the situation, not sad for, uh, it was it was happy and sad, is... Um, it was almost poetic justice for Jimmy, but it sucked for Trey Lance. Exactly. And yeah. you could see Trey Lance going down, and it sucked. And then I, I just imagine if I were Trey Lance, and I see how excited and happy... My teammates were in when the crowd. scored and the crowd and going on. And you would think, right, like, wow, right? It's like they've been waiting for this guy. They like him more than me, which is inconsequential, right? The, the, the crowd and the team was going to support him, right. right? But we talked about this on the show, too, is keeping Jimmy around while Trey was there. He was always going to have this specter behind him, right? Absolutely. A big and, shadow of success that's played here in the past. Exactly. And so now... You know, how crazy would it be? This is my dream scenario. 49ers <laughs> go deep in the playoffs and, um, and like, same thing, right? Lose in the last minute 
of the AFC title, NFC title game because the Rams have to go to the Super Bowl <laughs> as the Rams fan. But no, so they have a great season and Jimmy G is fantastic and he plays his normal efficient game. He doesn't throw for a billion yards because that's not the offense they run with him. He doesn't right. have a million touchdowns, but he also doesn't have a lot of interceptions. He's accurate <laughs> right. with the football. The team is really, really good. They're competing for a title and then the season's over and Jimmy is not under contract and you have Trey Lance who's going to come back from a broken leg and a torn up ankle. What do you do? That's tough. And uh, I heard Colin say this earlier, Colin Cowherd. He said, this might have been the best thing for Trey Lance. Because at least if you go out with an injury, you're like, I got injured, I lost the season, but I got injured. But if you get yanked, that's, that can crush your soul. That can crush your your psyche. That can crush your, your confidence. So if you and get hurt, you're the, like, I got the other hurt. thing, right? Half the people expected him to get yanked after – he lost a couple of games because that team's Super Bowl ready. Um, right. You know, they were last year. They were two years ago. They were in the Super Bowl three years ago. So they didn't – no one they expected them to, to have play. a lot of patience. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe the coach exactly. thought he did. But when those players start talking about their careers and wanting to win now, we, we all expected him to have a short leash. We saw it week one. We saw it some of week two. He runs a lot, and he puts himself – in some precarious situations where he's running up against Mack trucks, thinking he's uh, a linebacker. And it's like, Hey, you're a quarterback. You're paid to stand in the pocket, find open receivers, get the ball out of your hands and move the sticks. We don't pay you to run around like your last name is Lynch. And you used to play in San Francisco, not San Francisco. Like you used to play in Seattle. You're not Marshawn Lynch. You have to be a quarterback, young man. Don't get yourself killed. It's only one Josh run, Allen in the league. Exactly. If you do run, get down or get out of bounds. You got to slide. You can't run into walls. You know, look the at gra- Russell Wilson, right? Like, Russell Wilson is not that – like, once you develop your skills – I mean, I'm not saying that uh, he's Russell Wilson. I'm this, the same type of player who can run but does it reluctantly, right? Right. And, and as he he's does, gotten he older – gets down or he gets out exactly, of bounds. Exactly. Gets down or get out of bounds. Don't get hit. And, yeah. and you run, you run less and less and less as you polish your skills. Uh, I think it's it's. Um, we talk about Trey Lance. He's in the second season, and he's the right age, um, being twenty two, for a young you know rookie or second year QB. But let's right. not forget um, that he's a COVID QB, right? He is a COVID, and so they, he didn't play as much. Absolutely. His his uh, his last season in college was basically foregoed because they had a, a spring season at North Dakota State and he opted not to play because he was going to get drafted top five, which I totally get. But he hasn't played a full season in years, to your point. And it's tough going from North Dakota you know, State to the big time. And then somebody gives you the keys to the Ferrari and they say, let's go hit the racetrack. And you haven't driven a car full time in years. Haven't driven it in the rain. Exactly. <laughs> you haven't driven it in traffic. Exactly. <laughs> so it's tough. It's tough. But let, let's switch pages. So Tua, if I destroy your name, I'm sorry, uh, sir. Tua Tunga Viola and Jalen Hurts. Who's the better quarterback to come out of Alabama? They're the same quarterback at this point. Um, are they? Like they, they are statistically. So if you're a like, team tomorrow, who would you want running it? I would flip a coin. And really, okay. yes, um, this is a tough one, right? <laughs> uh, Nick Saban had to make this choice, right? <laughs> and uh, he wound up uh, benching, uh, I'd say benching, Jaylen but, uh, but two took over for Jalen Hurts in a yeah. national championship game. When, uh, and then Hurts wound up leaving um, to have a, another good it. season at Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. 
Um, so, so it's a realistic choice that someone's had to make. Um, but they're similar size, right? Within a few pounds of each other, you know, within an inch of each other in height and, uh, similar skill sets. Uh, people make a lot of knocks on, uh, Tua and his arm strength. Uh, at some point, and this is an issue I have with the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing. At some point, you probably want to start judging quarterbacks on whether or not you win. And right? can they complete passes, not can they throw it a thousand yards? Yeah, does it look pretty <laughs> like if you can if you can design a system that works for them, right? Right. Um, and you're successful, then be successful, right? Like the like going going to the Super Bowl or two minutes away from the Super Bowl is not good enough for this. Good enough, not good enough for you, and you want to blow up your team. I keep going back to the Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> thing because it, it had bugged me so much at the moment. But um, this is the thing with Tua, right? Like you got to ask yourself if. And I think this is what the Miami is going through right now. So we 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 brought him all the weapons, right? Uh, he has two of the fastest receivers in the in NFL. The you can make an argument, yeah, that his number one is the fastest, and his number two is the top five uh, right. in Waddle. And uh, so you, you're going to look at that situation. And he spoken openly about his shortcomings, right? He is. Uh, he said, "I can't see over the line. I have to. I have to get out the pocket to see." Yes, and he's not the first quarterback to have that situation, right? I mean, Drew Brees is probably one of the uh, top five Most or six quarterbacks right. of all time, and right. they're about the same height. Um, right. Actually, Drew Brees is a little bit smaller. Uh, <laughs> I had to do a little fact-checking. Drew Brees is six feet. Two is listed at six one. Um, so, you know, I, I would I would let the season play out. Um, Russell Wilson listed at 5'11". Right, he's right. been to two Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl, so um, it can be done. <laughs> yes, it can be done. And when you when you watch a game like yesterday, where he throws six touchdown passes, you got to wonder. Well, first you got to remind yourself like, this was not a bad opponent, right? Like they were playing against the Ravens, who are a good right. team, and you know have a good defense. But and they were running wide open, like yeah, 10, so ten yards wide open. <laughs> so Tua, Tua had receivers wide open and he was under throwing them, but they were right. still catching them, getting touchdowns. Right. And um, the end result is a W a hell of right. a comeback. There's a quarterback last year who was known to have a monster arm and he spent the whole season under throwing receivers and he won the Super Bowl. Right. So <laughs> I, I like, don't judge. I would, I would ask people not to judge too on your perceived shortcomings, but on the output. Right. So right. if the output is that they're winning, then you say he's a good quarterback. He's a, he wins, right? Like that's what it has to be more winning should be more important than style and style and, points and how it looks. And Nick Saban would probably agree with you because both of those young men are quote unquote undersized. And he won a lot of games with both of them at Alabama. And same thing with Bryce Young, who is quote unquote undersized at Alabama. Now he's probably the number one or number two pick coming out. And he's an undersized quarterback. But like you said, he completes passes. He throws a good ball. He doesn't get crushed in the pocket. And again, he wins games. So that's that's what it's about at the end of the day. So uh, switching really quick on a pivot, the Denver Broncos, they're struggling right now. Their leader seems like he doesn't really know what he's doing with the clock. And it's so, not just so me and you. Let's, 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 you just brought up an interesting point, right? Who is their leader, right? <laughs> when you say their leader, my first thought is Russell Wilson, but then I realize you're talking about the coach. <laughs> exactly. He seems like he's really having some difficulty burning through timeouts and situational uh, adjustments to say 
that it's game two, you never really want to get booed at home on your first home game as the first year head coach. That's tough. Yeah, I like fans are weird these days, right? They boo their teams more. They're more apt to boo and stuff like that. So I would say this. Their coach looked like he was coaching his second game ever. And he looked in the first game, he looked like he was coaching his first game ever, right? Question, yeah. Questionable <laughs> decisions, clock management and stuff like that. I don't think that John Elway is looking at uh, at the coach and thinking to himself, um, what did I do here? I think he's thinking it's a rookie coach. That's the risk you run when you hire a rookie is that there's going to be some growing pains. And I think that's why it's really valuable to have a old uh, coordinator to go along with a young coach, like the Rams did when Sean McVay first took over. They had an yeah, older defense on defense too. Yeah, Wade to Phillips kind of with head coaching and experience, exactly. he could help him a lot. Exactly. So I think that was a smart decision. And then once he starts to like figure it out, then you can tell Wade Phillips, you know, I appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna just move in a different direction. You gotta have an it's the same thing in the NBA. When you have a really young coach, they normally bring in like one or two old assistants to kind of help you manage the game and manage more than just the game. Because when you're the head coach, you're kind of the CEO of what's going on right under the head coach, if that makes sense. Yep. There's a lot of moving parts in the game. You have clock management, you have plays, you have injuries, you have timeouts, you have uh, situational calls. So there's a lot of things versus, like you said, when you're a coordinator, you just worry about plays and moving the sticks or stopping them from moving the sticks if you're a defensive coordinator. So if you were a betting man, who gets fired first, the Denver coach, the Dallas coach, or the Indianapolis coach? Dallas doesn't fire struggling. their coaches. Dallas doesn't fire their coaches in midseason. Right. If he's going to get fired, it'll be at the end of the year. Does and Mike McCarthy, as we just talked about, he, I think Mike McCarthy got, might be done in Dallas because you know that guy, that bad man, Sean Payton, would love to coach in Dallas. You think he's at the end of the season? Right. So, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know that he'll necessarily be the coach next season, but he'll finish the season. Okay. And um, what about Frank? Yeah, Wright? he'll finish the season. What are you going to do? Fire him and then bring in another coach to coach your rookie quarter, your your backup quarterback. Your star is not even there. So, what are you really trying to salvage? Well, um, Dan, Frank Wright, on the wait, other hand, well, before before we get to Indianapolis, so Dan Quinn is your defensive coordinator. Remember Dan Quinn could have interviewed for head coaching jobs. Dan Quinn took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. So You're not going to fire McCarthy to bring in Dan Quinn to fire Dan Quinn and bring in Sean Payton. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Jones is not going to throw away that much money. True, true, true. But, I mean, you never know because it's math. Two plus two equals four. (laughs) Two plus two, what was it? One plus one. One and one is three. (laughs) So you never know. So his pockets are different. What's gonna What's gonna happen? No, but I I think that we you, you know that the coach is a rookie in Denver, and and you just hope that it gets better. And if he shows improvement, he's gonna keep his job. And so I think you got to ask yourself: if I bring in three quarterbacks in three years, and our offense still doesn't do anything, then you got to ask yourself, right, Mister Wright? You were supposed to be what the are we QB doing whisperer. here? Yeah, you were supposed to be the QB whisperer. You had. Carson Wentz playing at a high level, at an MVP level. You brought him in, and then you told him to get out after one season. Then you bring in uh, the old Wiley veteran from um, Matty Ice, you know, Matt Ryan from Atlanta. That's off to a bumpy start. But like you said, they did have some success their first year with Phillip Rivers, but they haven't really figured it out since they let Phillip Rivers go. 
So if Frank Wright can't get it together this year in Indianapolis, he might be on the hot seat because that team was supposed to be, quote, unquote, plug and play with the quarterback. We're ready to rock and roll. But what are they like? Uh, one and no, they're all one and one, right? They lost the game, tied a game and haven't won a game, right? They have a weird clunky record. Yeah, yeah, oh one and one. And they got thumped by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which they is didn't a score game. a point. So <laughs> that at that point, you gotta ask yourself, right? When you when you look at that team, one, you got thumped by Jacksonville. <laughs> and two, I mean I don't know, is is Matt Ryan is he over the hill? Yes, he that's why Atlanta's like get out. Yeah. Yeah. He looks the part. But his prime was five years ago. It was, you know, when uh, it was Shanahan was exactly. his coach, right? Exactly. But if if you were uh, if you were picking a quarterback today in that division, would you pick Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Oh, so we're in the NFC East. Yes, sir. No love for uh, Daniel Jones. Uh uh, no love for Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz is like these are the choices I have. I could have Dak, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, or so Jalen upside Hurts. or Jalen Hurts. So upside, Dak, but best ability is availability. Dak's availability is low the last yeah. few years, two of the last three years. Um, don't really trust Daniel Jones. It's hard to see because of the uh, organizations in disarray. And uh, Carson Wentz, we've seen him at his best, and at his best is not better. Yeah, we've seen him at his worst, and he's had more worse than best. So I guess I'm going to say for this season, Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Exactly. His best quarterback in his division. He – that's interesting, right? We went from questionable, is he an NFL quarterback, to best in my division. (laughs) I made the playoffs last year, um, and all things point to – well, I was going to say all things point to them making the playoffs again this year, but exactly. you know, don't look too fo- don't look too far ahead. You got uh, the New York Giants at two and zero to start the season. But I think Hertz is going to make a run in the playoffs this year because remember, you have to load up on your quarterback when he has his rookie contract. You put all the talent around him, and you see what can he do. The same thing Miami did. Oh, you bring in all this talent, you get him a line, you get him some deep threats. You get him some defensive help, and then you have to decide, is it the collection of talent or is he a stud? Because that's what you're going to have so to you, do. So you're saying make a run in the playoffs, and I'm saying that there's probably six teams better than them in the NFC. So I do not see them making the playoffs. Making a run in the playoffs. I'll make the playoffs because someone has to win that division. But um, <laughs> you start counting teams, right? I mean, they beat the brakes off of Minnesota today. Um, so maybe there's not six teams better than them. But you got to say the Packers are better than them. Are they? The Buccaneers are better than them. Oh, oh, oh. are the Packers better? We don't yeah. know yet because the Packers haven't. In the regular season, in, in the regular season, they're better. We, Th- do we talk about year, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers when the playoffs starts? So this year, right? Who beat the Packers? Yeah, I mean, they're one and one, and they got their brakes beat off in the game. You know who else is one and one and got their brakes beat off in the game? <laughs> Defending Super Bowl champions, <laughs> the Rams. So, wait, so, wait, who, beat, who beat Green Bay first week? Minnesota, right? And who the Eagles It was Minnesota. Just, and who did the Eagles just beat the brakes off tonight? Minnesota. <laughs> so, so, so I say that to say we'll see if the Packers are for real. Or are they just beating up 
on mediocre teams in their division like they always do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm not giving them any credit for beating on the Chicago Bears. <laughs> exactly. like, let's, let's not let's not skew that. I'm just you know based on their past performance that they'll probably be the in the playoffs and the best team in that division because so one Minnesota more thing to break speed off. <laughs> exactly. We got one more thing to touch on before we let you guys go. Your Joe Burrow, right? Cool Joe. What do you do since you're running for your life two games in a row? Do you go into the coach, to the coach's meeting, and you say, hey, we got to figure this out? We gotta, you sprain your ankle and let him figure it out with your backup in there. <laughs> you got to change it up, right? You got to change his drops to, you know, three-step drops. You got to have shorter routes, and you got to get the ball out of your hands. You can't you gotta run the, the football. You got to run the football and, and bring the defense in. Get some play action going, but they got to get that. They got to do something to get that rush off of him. And you can't let Chase just go deep because they're bracketing him. Last year he had a great season, but NFL coaches adjust. They understand. Okay, Chase was taking the top off the defense, so this year we're going to bracket him. So we're going to slide the defense. We have going to have a deep safety, and we'll have somebody under the, under the bottom. But if that happens, Joe Burrow can't hold the ball for a five step drop or a seven step drop. He can't afford to get his legs broken and destroyed again. He's already lost one season to injury. You can't have your franchise losing two out of the first three seasons of his career to injury. you got to protect the crown jewel. So he's got to get the ball out faster, and you've got to tell this offensive line, hey, we brought you guys in here to protect this house. If you can't protect this house, we will kick you out of this house. It's very simple. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's another one, kind of like the – be patient thing it's it's just five new players on the line right right and how many how many games did they play together in the preseason uh zero because he didn't play any because he had an appendectomy right so that hurts right because not only he didn't play in preseason games he was and, out of camp yeah, yeah it hurt yeah it hurts figuratively and literally, literally. <laughs> um but joe burrow tough guy right he's gonna try to stick it in there i heard a report that um, he didn't even realize that his appendix burst. It's like, yeah, because he was just like, oh, um, yeah, side hurts a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you have to force you to figure out that you're in excruciating pain. That's a bad. That's a bad uh, trait. Kind of like Justin Herbert, right? You gotta protect he was like, yourself. Right. I, you got Justin Herbert out there last week throwing passes with broken ribs, right? Because he wants to be in the game. That's your whole franchise right there. You right. don't have a lot of chances to draft a generational talent at Absolutely. quarterback. You got to protect him from himself sometimes. We can smoke game two of uh, of your second season. We'll right. Be okay. We'll be okay. We, we got a lot of games to make up in this division if we, if we lose this, this game. And they lost it anyway. So like you said, you got to protect – kids or young men, players sometimes from themselves because they're such competitors. It's almost like uh, back in the day, players would play through concussions. They'd be like, I'm fine. Give me some smelling salt when they get the bell rung. Now, that's why you have an independent doctor to say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to screen you first before we just let you go out there and play because, again, you have to protect people from themselves. Yeah. Like, if they, if they can get, like, if, if the next person who's who's monitoring the Bengals game is a Bengals fan, they definitely say, I think Joe Burrow looks a little woozy. Let's get him off the field until we can get some protection. <laughs> Do something for him. I mean, you can't have this balance of uh, sort of they, they passed 36 times and ran the ball 25 times. Like, I understand that you got a passing quarterback and a great uh, deep weapon, but you're not protecting him, right? He, that 
that 36 pass attempts came with six sacks. Um, and he has something like 12 or 13 sacks between the first two games. You, right. He's on pace, you know, to get sacked out of the league this season. Yeah, you the human body is not made to get sacked. It's okay to right. stand there and throw, but it's that's not – ask Tom Brady. He didn't play 20 – what, 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 she's 25 years now? Something up to the, close to that number. Yeah, he didn't play two decades plus from taking sacks. He gets the ball out of his hands. And remember Peyton Manning towards the end when he was in Denver? If you were remotely close to him, he would just dive on the ground or throw the ball away. Nope. Yeah, Play's you done. can have this sack. Here, you take this sack. Right? I'll, I'll get you on the next time. I'll get you on the next one. Um, <laughs> Play's dead. I'm out. I'm moving on to the next play. Yeah, and let's be fair to, to the defending AFC champs. Like they lost their two games by three points, and one of them was in overtime or six yeah, points be between the two games. They're going to be fine, but you've got to protect your quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, you got to figure that you just get some time to figure it out. It's not like they're out here getting beat twenty-four to zero like the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've got time to figure some things out, exactly. uh, but but you got to you got to protect them, and so you got to ask yourself. And I think you were onto this. Right. If we can't protect them with the line, then we protect them with the play calling. Exactly. Get the ball out of your hands, son. And if it's not there, throw it away. I'd rather an incomplete pass versus you getting crushed. They already had to put your leg back together once. We can't afford that for the other one or shoulder or concussions. Because, again, the human body is only made to sit, stand, and lay. Like The fact that we're putting you in a position to play quarterback with other huge men running at you full speed to knock your head off you got to get the ball out of your hands. Yeah, and it's diminishing returns, right? The more you get injured, right, the, you're just going to come back just a little bit slower, a little exactly. bit weaker, right? Exactly. Uh, just a Chip little bit away. less efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. And you start to age quicker when you get to, when you get beat up a lot more. So, but anyways, that'll that'll just just about wrap it up for us this week on J and J Radio. Jay, do you want to uh, add anything before we leave out of here on this short? Um, this short little Monday night wrap up show. No, we got uh, some more exciting matchups. The NFL has their schedule makers were either lucky or brilliant. Um, the games <laughs> so far, the first few weeks of the season, have been sensational. Uh, Thursday nights, Sunday nights, Monday nights. Uh, with the ex- tonight, even was was fun because there was a lot of interceptions, touchdown passes going around. Um, even despite the fact that there were two blowouts on the doubleheader. Right, exactly. And like you said, uh, the first Thursday night game of the season, they came out cooking with the Chargers and the um, Chiefs. So let's hope they can continue that with some really good matchups. Because I remember a couple of years ago, it was it was brutal. The, the the highlight of Thursday nights were these weird uniforms. And not the- we used to hate Thursday nights. Yeah, Thursday nights used to be the worst night in, in football. Uh, and now really it's one bad. of the best. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that'll wrap it up for us with J&J Radio. Again, I'm your host, along with my co-host. I'm Jonathan Harper. That's Jason Givens, Statman and the Hammer. You guys can look us up on jnjradio.com. Make sure you guys listen and subscribe. Don't just screen, don't just stream, but subscribe as well. We got merch coming. We're going to have an Instagram page coming. We're trying to do it big. We're trying to take this thing to the next level. We want you guys to grow with us from the ground up. So we really appreciate your time. We really appreciate your, uh, your energy. And again, Jay, give us that email. If they want to email us any questions, comments, or concerns about the show. Yeah. So you email the guys, um, spelling out all one word, the guys at jnjradio.com. 
Uh, or if you want to just complain about Jonathan, email Jason at jnjradio.com. Complain about Jason, email Jonathan at jnjradio.com. We, we, we're there that for works. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.